0: Can the Bucks win in many and who is on upset alert in the NFL and college football this weekend? We're breaking it all down here on a football Friday. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Rick and Tom podcast. Tom Jones, Rick Stroud from the Tampa Bay Times. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe to the podcast. You can find us everywhere. iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn. in. You can also, of course, find us on SoundCloud and TampaBay.com. We're here each day. Podcast is up first thing in the morning. We'll get your day started the right way with the best sports talk in Tampa Bay. And we're going to get your weekend in football started right now. Rick, I am excited. First Bucks road trip of the year. I'm so excited that I'm leaving early. I'm actually going up on Friday. How's that?
1: You got peeps to see in Minnesota, but when you said football Friday, I thought,
0: hey, I, I, I,
1: I, I don't have anywhere to go. Hey, look, at, look at Rebecca. Look at Rebecca. I'm doing a show, honey. Right, stay downstairs, sweetheart. I got no ESPN. I got a podcast. What? A...
0: I think we should bring the football Friday back at some point. I think we should bring Boomer back. I think we should work on that for next week when they uh, when they when they get ready for the Giants back at home. I think we should date. What do you Peele. think,
1: Jaws? What do you think? <laughs> uh, okay. Key. Chris Carter. All he does is score touchdowns.
0: Whoop. Tom Jackson. We bring Tom Jackson. We bring DJ? the whole game back. <laughs> Seriously, next week, next week. I think we do it. I think we do it next week. Bring the that football funding fun. back. But we'll we have the, we do have football coming up this. So we'll get into all the college games. We're going to get into all the pro games, um, as we go along this uh, on this podcast. But, uh, Rick, the big game of course is the Tampa Bay Bucks and the Minnesota Vikings. But can I just tell you right now? Somebody was giving me a hard time in the office. One of our editors. I've I've drank the Kool Aid. I am like all in on this Bucks team. I have them winning again this weekend. I don't know if I got. Uh, fired up over last week's game against the Bears or what it is, I, I think they're going to go up and dominate this game.
1: I don't know if they're going to dominate it. I mean, uh, you know, I don't think this is the, the the thing about it. Are you going to get three or four turnovers in the first half? No. Can they can they create some turnovers? Yes. They've been doing that since, you know, week nine of last season. I've, I'm writing a story for Sunday's Tampa Bay Times about how this defense is not a mirage. Um, there are certain um, sort of landmarks that Mike Smith wants to hit in terms of, you know, how many sacks per attempts and, and turnovers per game and, um, you know, that sort of thing. And they've actually kind of hit them for about, you know, since the last part of, of last year and then, of course, the first game. Now, you know, I think they've added to it through the draft and through free agency. They're probably going to be better if they stay healthy and, and stay together. But I don't think the defense is a mirage. And, and Jameis Winston. Got a lot of rave reviews from Dirk Cutter and and from Todd or from uh, Munken, the offensive coordinator and receivers coach, for just being in control. I mean, if you go back and watch that game, there's maybe one pass that you think had a chance to be intercepted, but it wasn't right. really a bad decision. It might have been a little late. It was a throw to to uh, Deshaun Jackson. Actually went for first down, but beyond that, or the tip ball, you know, with the linebacker who just kind of dropped as fast as he could on the first play of the game, got a hand up. But other than that, there wasn't anything really close to a bad decision. And I think that's really well, that's a good what
0: sign. Todd, Todd Munkin was talking on, uh, on Thursday, and that was the first thing out of his mouth. He was asked, what do you like about Jameis Winston's place?
1: Oh, I thought he played outstanding. You know, there's because there's, the biggest things were this. I thought he was very composed. We didn't turn the ball over. There weren't any throws where you sat there and said, wow, that had a chance to be intercepted. You can't even think about that. So that, that's the number one thing. Were you in charge of our team? Did you lead our team? Were you composed? Were you talking to the receivers? I thought for the most part, he was on target. He looked very relaxed in the pocket. When he moved around in the pocket, he didn't look. Um, sometimes Jameis can look twitchy in his feet. So I thought he looked very much more under control.
0: Didn't turn the ball over. And that's... Right. You know, I, I don't know that even Todd Munkin believes that all of Jameis's issues as far as turning the ball over are behind him. He's still right. going to make those throws every now and then. But that's the thing, Rick. I look back at this game. This is why I'm so jacked up about this team right now, which is... It feels foreign to me because I usually don't feel this way about the Bucs. Their defense, I think, is going to continue to play the way it did. Now, look, Mike Lennon's not quarterbacking for the sure. Vikings this week. But... I look at that offense and I thought the offense and you pointed this out, I think in the days following last Sunday's game, the, the offense was just okay. It wasn't really good. I think they can get much better. And I think the defense would be pretty good. I think, I don't, I don't know. I, again, I think this is a, a pretty good football team naturally based on one game and it might be easy to overreact, but I liked, I like what they look like heading into game two.
1: Yeah. There's a lot to like about them. And uh, you know, having said that they've not been two and zero in forever. Um, certainly since Dirk Cutter has been here, he's a, even as an offensive coordinator and, and going even back, you know, way back prior to that. So um, I think that going on the road into a, a very loud stadium, it's a new stadium that uh, where the Super Bowl will be played um, and against a, a, a much better opponent than the Chicago Bears. And regardless of who quarterbacks, um, it may be Sam Bradford, it, it may not be. Um, but uh, you know, with Dalvin Cook, with the weapons they have, uh, Rudolph, the tight end, the receivers, that's a better football team. So they're taking a step a step up in in weight class, so to speak. Um, and they're gonna they're gonna have to you know continue to not turn the ball over. They did have the one fumble last week with Charles Sims. They could have been better on offense. I th- I think if both teams play to their level, it's going to be a very very close game. I think these are these teams are very similar, the way they're constructed and the way they want to run the ball and play defense with Mike Zimmer. Um, and so for that reason, I'm expecting, you know, short of a, of a turnover fest, I'm expecting a close game.
0: No, I think it's going to be a close game. It's not going to be a blowout like it was against the Bears. But I also think a big key to this game will be who the quarterback is for the Vikings. I know Case Keenum has beaten the Bucks before. But if you're the Bucks, I think you'd much rather face Case Keenum than face Sam Bradford. I think Sam Bradford's, assuming that Sam Bradford's healthy, if he plays, uh, I, I just, I think there's a world of difference between those two quarterbacks. And I think, as you mentioned, Dalvin Cook's a big deal. We're going to be talking about Dalvin Cook, I think, for the next five or ten years here in Tampa Bay, because that's a guy the Bucs could have taken. I think they made the right choice with O.J. Howard, and I wrote about that for, uh, for Sunday's Tampa Bay Times. But... Again, I look back at this at this Bucks team. I think they're playing with a lot of confidence. I think they feel pretty good about themselves. And you talked about it during the week. I think they've been. The coaches have been. Sounds like they've been hard on this Bucks team. This isn't like last year where they were one and zero going into Arizona, full of themselves, thinking they're just going to go out there and kick Arizona's butt all over the field. That didn't happen. They got blown out. I don't think that's the same attitude. I think this team. And you were around them all week, Rick. It feels like they have a little bit more of a chip on their shoulder this week than they did a year ago at this time.
1: Yeah, they're kind of dialed in, and that's a good thing. And they have, you know, they have young players that have been through it, and certainly a lot of veterans. And they're not—I don't think—they're looking past anyone. Not that they did Arizona, but that that win over Atlanta last year was some real shot plays and and improbable. I don't—I don't think anybody expected them to go up there and do that, um, and and they didn't handle it very well. Now they had some injuries, if you remember that game at Arizona. Right off the bat, Doug Martin gets hurt. Um, and, you know, there's some some bad things that happen turnover-wise um, from an offensive line standpoint, which I thought the offensive line played okay. They weren't great. Um, Donovan Smith gave up some pressures in a sack.
0: You're talking about last week's game now.
1: Last week's Again, game, not last Chicago, year. Yeah. But that can happen. My point to that is is that, you know, the offensive line may know the snap count this week, but it's going to be very loud. And so they've done a pretty good job in the past with Dirk Cutter and silent counts and things like that. But it's going to be it's not going to be as quick off the ball as they were, uh, say, last week in in Tampa. You know, it's just there's it's a different dynamic. So um, if if the Vikings were to get things rolling, uh, it can it can really much like it did in a dome in Arizona. It can really steamroll on you. But I expect them to stay in the game. I mean, look, this is a good football team. I looked out there on the field today and, you know, they've got some guys that haven't practiced. I mean. The flu bug is going around. That's a factor. You don't know who's going to catch it, you know, Saturday night in a hotel right. room. You hope it's not the quarterback. Apparently Jack Quiz Rogers had a touch of it in that game on Sunday last week. You've yeah, had that Chris Baker has a little bit. Yeah. And you've had you've <laughs> had Chris Chris Baker hasn't practiced all week. Yeah. You know, I had guys on Twitter saying, Yeah, he's he's uh, sick of practice. That's why he's not there. Um for <laughs> whatever reason Chris Baker's become a target, probably from hard knocks or something. And then <laughs> And then um, Jacquez Smith hasn't practiced, and, and, you know, there's bound to be some more guys. Um, It's not MRSA. It's just the flu, so we're not going to get crazy. But, um, you know, that sort of thing can can go around the locker room and can affect you on Sunday. Right, right. Short of some injuries or some guys that can't make it, I mean, it's a good – you look out there, and and you know what gives him a chance, man? It's the quarterback. I mean, in his third year – Winston has the game is slowing down for him. You can see that he's got multiple weapons. He doesn't try to force the ball. He's capable of doing it when he wants to, but he can go to the open receiver. And he's got lots of targets.
0: If you look at this offense, though, Rick, or really look at this team overall, if there's one area, and you touched on it just a second ago, if there's one area that I might be a little bit concerned about, and it's a big deal. It's the offensive line. And I'm not saying it's not a good offensive line. I'm just saying if I, I like their quarterback. I like their skilled players. Uh, I like their defense a lot better than I did at, at this time a year ago. I know they got better as the year got went along. But when I, if there was one area where I could touch on and say, mm, it has to be a little bit better than it has been, I think it's the offensive line.
1: But it is better. And I don't share that same concern. And I kind of questioned in the off season what the Bucks were going to do until the plan became obvious. They're a much, much better offensive line this year than last. And the reason is you've got Ali Marpet uh, playing center. Even with his inexperience, a bigger body, a guy that can help set the pocket. And then you bring in J.R. Sweezy, who didn't get to play at all last year, And he's like, he's the free agent they hoped to have a year ago, but now they do have him. Um, He's kind of a Logan Mankins play past the echo of the whistle type guy. Right. Also a really big body that they can put there. And then either Evan Smith or Kevin Pamphile, which actually split reps last week because Kevin, you know, had been on the shelf with an elbow injury and was really kind of, uh, you know, on a hot day. They wanted both those guys to play. So. When you look at just those three guys that are going to keep people off of Jameis's feet, I mean, they they kind of set the pocket, and then you know the the depth of the pocket, and, and and then the width is set by the tackles. But I think I think for the most part they're better. Now they have to run the ball better. You know that's kind of been the constant. I didn't see them run the ball well in the preseason. They didn't really particularly run the ball well last year. You think year. that was
0: the offensive line, or you think those are the running backs?
1: It's hard to tell. I mean, Doug Doug clearly wasn't Doug, and and now we know he had a lot of issues, you know, beyond what we were watching. Um, but no, they they look Joe Holly. I like Joe Holly. He's a scrappy guy, but he's smallish, you know what I mean. I don't think he gave them anything in the run game. Um, you know, they, they're just they had they had a lot of injuries on the offensive line. You know, two years ago they had virtually no injuries, and Logan Mankins was here, and Doug Martin ran for fourteen hundred yards. Right, right. So last year it was kind of a, you know, kind of a grab bag. I mean, you had Dotson out for a while. You had guys you had guys going down all the time. And I just think that if this group can stay together, they've only played one game and it really does take, you know, if there's a, if there's a group of guys that have to work together it's the offensive line. So I think they're better now. You know, you got some agent right tackle. Uh, Donovan Smith has started slow before.
0: Well, there you go. And that's the guy I want to talk just a second about, Rick, is that Donovan Smith, and I'm not saying I'm not I don't think he's going to be a really good player. I'm just saying I don't know yet. I'm still on the fence about Donovan Smith. There's some moments I see him, I think he's really good, and there's some other moments where I still have questions about him. I I think he's going to be a good football player, and I think you can rely on him, and I think if I had to guess, I would say yeah, he's your left tackle for the next four or five years. Um, But I'm not – I wouldn't bet my house on it at the same yeah. time, you know. I just – I don't know. Wow.
1: I might bet your house on it. I wouldn't bet mine. <laughs> uh, I, I. think You have a
0: much nicer house <laughs> than I do.
1: I think that uh, – I think that um, – I can't
0: see the TV from my kitchen, so there yeah, you
1: go. Yeah, I've got about 12 of them here. I, I think that uh, – <laughs> no, really, it's just – I really believe that Donovan Smith – I believe in George Warhop, who, who's been around this game and coached offensive line much longer than I've watched offensive line play. He has said – on the record, and maybe it's just hyper- hyperbole and being back in his guy, he thinks Donovan Smith's going to be a pro Bowl left tackle at, you know very shortly and for a number of years. I don't necessarily share that that same prognosis, but when you consider how young he was, and he came in here and he, and and this guy has not missed a snap of football. that let's start there. Let's start mm-hmm. with knowing that your left tackle is showing up to protect your quarterback. He came in the same class as Jameis as did Ali Marpet, I think those two guys are going to be the foundation of their line for years to come. But, you know, he, he's got to become more consistent. You you know, and he gave up. Look, he, I mean, for the most part, Jameis was protected, but he did give up the one pressure and a sack. So, but look, it, guys are going to win. You know, I mean, that's, the, that's, the, the, that's offensive line play in a nutshell. They have 65 plays, and if he plays great on 64 of them, we notice the one he didn't.
0: Right. No, you're de- you're definitely right about that. We only notice the mistakes when it comes to, they're like umpires or, or referees in football. They only right. notice when they make a mistake. And, I, and I'm i not a big, just because he gave up a sack last week. I'm just, again, I'm just not you're not 100% sold. convinced. Yeah, I'm not so, but I'm not, I, there's no like huge red flags either. Well, I can't see This sit year, and say, this like, year he's not I'll say play. this.
1: This year, if he's going to sell you, he has to sell you this year. I you agree. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like this is his third season now. So. You know he played better the second half. Now he's being—if he picks up where he left off, it shouldn't be an issue.
0: Yeah, you would—you would hope not. You would hope not. Any any other concern on defensively? Any concerns going into this game in particular? I mean, they did really well against the rush last week. Now I think Dalvin Cook and what? Although you know the Bears weren't bad in their first couple of games running the football. Um, that this team, though, I think coming into uh, coming into this game, the Vikings—they're a better running football team than the Bears are.
1: Yeah, I mean, and, and having said that, though, most of Dalvin, Dalvin Cook already has two 30-yard runs. Yeah. Um, those are explosive plays. The Bucks have not, they did not give up an explosive play, what they define an explosive play, either in the passing game or the running game last week, which is unbelievable. It's very hard to do. They they define that as, I think, a run of, of 10 yards or more, a pass of 16, uh, or or 20. I'm sorry, they define it as 20 and and that didn't happen, but a lot of the yards that Dalvin has gotten have come in the second half when um, you know, he, he's broken off those long runs. Yeah, so, I think
0: I think I saw the stat uh, today that he has he's tied for the league lead. He has three plays of at least twenty yards running. And like yeah, as you just mentioned two of thirty or more. Third, fifth fourth in the league, I think, in rushing hundred ninety one. Third in the league, I believe. Two. Third
1: yeah, third fourth, there you go. yeah. Yeah, hundred and ninety
0: one yards in two games.
1: And and that's you know. That's the as-advertised guy. I've seen rookies come in in this league, and if you're a good running back, like an elite guy, which people think Dalvin is, it shows up right away, right away, and you're seeing it. And he could be a rookie of the year candidate or win the, win it for sure. And Mike Zimmer wants to run the football. So you're going to see a lot of Dalvin Cook, and he's a powerful back, unlike last week where, you know, uh, Cohen, the the rookie from Chicago – um, you know, just had ama- amazing quicks, you know, and he's a shorter, stouter guy. Um, but Dalvin Cook's a home run hitter. I mean, you know, I tell you what, man, he's Barry Bonds. You know what I mean? Get up there and knock it out of the park. That's what I'm talking about. So I don't think that uh, this will be the same sort of scheme that they had. I mean, they're going to have to bring hats. They're going to have to uh, to really gang tackle this guy. It's going to be, uh, you know, as as Joe McCoy has said, bring your big boy pads because – Dalvin does not shy from contact.
0: Yeah, he's a guy that runs downhill. He's a guy that mm-hmm. uh, that looks for contact. As you said, he's not. I think he says he's not your get out of bounds type of guy. He's a to no. Look for somebody to run over. Um, I, I'm excited to see Dalvin. I think he's he's going to be a a terrific player in the NFL. Like I said, I wrote a column for Sunday because we've thought for all you know a lot of the off season that the Bucks are going to go after Dalvin Cook. I think I thought they, that you, until
1: until they they you know. <laughs> handed the 18th card pick in.
0: went by. Well, I'm yeah. telling 18th pick went by right. and OJ Howard's name was still on the board. Yeah. Yeah. I and mean, I, I, I think the bucks made the right call. I do.
1: Well, so. we won't know. And look, even if Dalvin wins rookie of the year, which I think is possible, you know, RG three, won rookie of the year, who's quarterbacking the Redskins right now mm-hmm. it was a the guy they took in the fourth round. Right. RG three is out of football. So exactly. Don't judge it on one year. Don't judge it on two games. Um. Now, is Dalvin Cook going to be an elite back for years to come? Yeah. But the, the part that you, I'm sure you, you you're you referring to is that um, even though the bucks I think would have taken him at 19 and he lasted until the ninth pick in the second round, but he did so because there's some question marks about his character. I mean, it wasn't unlike Jameis in that respect um, right. and the position of running back that there's a lot of guys you can get quite frankly, their careers aren't very long. I mean, the one thing I don't think they'll have to worry with O.J. Howard is nothing off the field is going to slow him down. Um, if he stays healthy, he's going to help them. He could have a ten-year he could have a ten-year run and make right. five Pro Bowls. That's playing what a
0: playing a playing a position that's hard to find. I think sometimes,
1: especially a complete tight end. I mean, we're not right. talking. You know, out of in college football today, your tight ends are really slot receivers. You know, they don't block anybody. There's no inline right. blocking going on with tight ends. Hell, they can't find. Offensive linemen to run block. I mean, the, the part of the reason why the play in the league is so bad is that these offensive linemen come out and they're completely ill-equipped to play, in, you know, in a three-point stance um, and come off the ball. And then, they, and on top of that, the new CBA prevents them from having any contact until July. So you can't even you can't even train these guys. Um, so I, I think that you know, it's, it's it's just it's it's something that's lacking in the NFL right now.
0: Yeah, and I think he's going to be really good at it. It's part of the program that he comes from. You know what? I'll just say this. I'll take anybody from Alabama ever from (laughs) now on. You give me the entire Alabama team in three (laughs) years from now. I think you know I've it doesn't sure. work that way, though, right? It seems like it, though. No, it just doesn't. I was, I was looking through a list today of like different draft picks. I was just all the Alabama names. It's unbelievable how many Alabama there are. A lot of them, yeah. Okay, let's so let's get down to it, Rick. F, uh, prediction for Sunday: Bucks, Vikings. I can go first, or you can go first. I think you already know what I'm thinking. I'm picking. I think the Bucks are going to win, and I think it's going to be by like pretty handily, by like more than
1: ten points. Yeah, I would say I can't predict the game, but I can because I'm in the newspaper doing it. There you go. I don't, remember, so you can, I don't remember what I had them. I had them winning, but I think I had them winning by three, three and a half, four, something like that. I have it a close game. But then I had last week's game a close game, too. <laughs> I just think most NFL games are close. It's rare to see, you know, 29 to 7. Um, so I, I do have them winning. I, I think it's a field goal game or so. But... Jeez, um, oh, don't say that. I, I think they go to... Well... <laughs> Yeah, look, the guy made he made everything but the extra point last week, right? <laughs> That's you're talking true. about Nick Folk.
0: Yeah, I'm talking about Nick Folk. Yeah.
1: yeah. Well, we'll it, see, but
0: but you're picking a Bucks victory. I
1: got the Bucks. Yeah, I got the Bucks winning.
0: OK, let's hit a couple of some of the other NFL games here. We won't go through all of them, but let's go through some of the uh, some of the more marquee games, I think. And although this is not a marquee game, it's a division game. The Saints going against Carolina. I, I really haven't been impressed with either team so far. I, I'm, I'll even I pick Carolina because they're at home. But Carolina. Yeah, and again, all this, so everything we say for the next little bit here, it's two games. It's a small sample size, but I haven't been impressed by Carolina at all.
1: I have not been impressed by them. I think that uh, you know Cam is is still feeling his way a little bit. They haven't been explosive for whatever reason on offense yet. They have still have a very good defense, and New Orleans has a horrible defense. Um, I can't really you know judge what Tom Brady did to him last week because I don't know if that was the Patriots bouncing back or that was just a continuation of the same awful defense we've seen with the Saints for years. But but this one would seem to have some points involved. Um, you know, Carolina, what, they scored nine last week. Uh, right. They've got to score more than that because I know, as Raheem Morris used to say, you know, two things about Drew Brees. He's going to throw for 300 yards and at least two touchdowns. So you're going to have to score some points against them. But I think because the game's at home, I would give the edge to Carolina. This would not surprise me, though, if this is an upset because I'm not buying Carolina just yet. I don't know where Cam is. As a quarterback if he can do it from the pocket and, and he certainly isn't gonna run around like he used to so you might be pick, you're picking New
0: Orleans in this game
1: um no I'm picking the I'm picking Carolina but, but, but I, they're right but, but I would put I would put them on upset alert um, because I think division game um, you know the Saints really are desperate for a win at this point and if it weren't for that awful defense Carolina would find a way to score some points because and they, they may score on defense as well but but I, I I think Carolina is a little vulnerable right now. I don't think they're quite in sync. That Greg Olson is out now for a yeah. lot of weeks, and you take away that—that's the safety valve for Cam Newton. That's the guy he looks for when things start start to break down. So I'm anxious to see how he how he navigates this.
0: Well, it's funny though. If you gave me and I, this is going to shock you, if you told me the over under on Saints victories this year was six and a half, I'd take the under. I don't. I think you're going to have a bad year. I think you're going to sure win. Sure like seems five like
1: it. Yeah. yeah
0: the other team in a division Atlanta this is a really good game this might be the best game in football this weekend Atlanta at Detroit uh I'm telling you what the Falcons look scary again Rick they look like NFC champs to me. They look like the best team in the NFC
1: they did they were at home they had a big day against Green Bay um they got up you know pretty pretty good and hung on didn't blow the lead this time which was nice so you know people were like getting nuts on Twitter when uh, when Green Bay started coming back uh, don't sleep on Detroit. Detroit was no, a playoff team. Though
0: the, I actually picked them to the win, I think in the paper. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. De, uh,
1: yeah. Detroit. Detroit was a uh, you know was was a playoff team a year ago. Matt Stafford looks great. They're running the football very well. You know, Jim Caldwell. God bless him. He doesn't have a contract for next year. It's not doesn't seem to bother anybody. Um, you know, so and they're at home, and and you know when Detroit's winning, <laughs> and people get excited up there about it. Um, you know, good things can happen, but. Uh, I, you know, I still think Atlanta has too much on offense, although, um, you know, Vic Beasley is hurt and he's, you know, a premier pass rusher. And if they can't get some pressure on Stafford, who who is underrated as a guy that once he gets out of the pocket, he's really effective throwing the ball and he can run uh, well enough to move the chain. So, uh, again, I think I think there's going to be a tough battle for Atlanta, but I still I still believe in the Falcons right now. The Giants play at Buffalo, and Rick, I'm gonna ask you right now,
0: is it too early to write off Eli Manning as a quarterback? Is he done as a quarterback?
1: Well, I I I don't think he is. I know a lot of people do. Um, and I I just would like to see what Eli would do if they didn't have saloon Doors as a tackle. You know, I, I think it's affected him the last two the last two years. Um, and I think he's you know he he's human. I mean he's prone to watch the rush i mean at times he has when even when he has time like he put a clock on the other day he had four seconds but he, he he looked hurried you know he looked frazzled and they're not playing well as an offense they can't score touchdowns they can't run the ball let's start there i mean you got to be able to run it a little bit mm-hmm. you know and I don't, I don't see eli ever as being like his brother or like tom brady where you know he's going to direct traffic and get the ball out of his hand quick and you know and, and there's guys running free all over the field so until they shore up that offensive line, I don't think we really have an answer. But he certainly, if he's not on the back nine, you know, he's, he's close to it. And, and he's, you know, got a couple good years left maybe. But as been pointed out by our producer, Steve Versnick, that the Giants haven't made the playoffs except the two years they won the Super Bowl, like in the last, what, seven or something like that? I mean, it's incredible.
0: Well, and the, th- the thing with Eli Manning, I have have thought I've seen this movie before where it's, okay, slow start. We buried him, and they're done, and Eli's yeah. done, and then they come back, and they play really well. But there's something different about this this time around, and McAdoo throws him under the bus after the last game. I didn't like that look.
1: Yeah, that was a it's, bad decision.
0: I thought so, too, after all that Eli Manning has done, and he's the least of the New York Giants' problems, but... Yeah, you're right. Uh, definitely on the back nine. Another quarterback, this is game. Pittsburgh at Chicago, and I think we both probably think the Steelers win this game. I'm going to ask you this. We are now heading into week three. How long before Mitch Stravinsky is the, is the head? There's the uh, quarterback for the Chicago Bears. How many more um, weeks for Mike
1: Lennon? This could be the last week, <laughs> or, or it could happen sometime in this game because I think Pittsburgh is going to crush them, um, and that could be it. It just it depends on how Mike plays. They've been they've been writing about Mitch Trubisky and why, why don't you play him, you know, since the day they drafted him. It's unfortunate for Mike. Mike just might end up being, you know, Josh McCown his whole career, which isn't a bad idea that if you think about what Josh has been able to do. But I, I really believe that John Fox thought that he could put in a rookie with those wide receivers and they have none and just two running backs, which is their only weapons, um, then he would be playing them. But, you know, Herm Edwards said today, and I guess it kind of makes sense, he goes, you know, if uh, he's going to throw interceptions down at Rookie, can throw interceptions. He can throw them too. Might as well let him throw them. Him, put them in there, you know. So that's what it's going to come down to. If Glennon can't protect the football, they're going to go, well, you know. And then I think Trubisky is going to take a beating. I I do too. He's more mobile. He can throw on a run, all those things. He might extend some plays. Let me tell you, those guys that run around a lot, they don't last long. They just don't last long.
0: I mean, we've seen what happens when you put a quarterback in there who gets just beat up Carr in Houston years oh, ago. Yeah. It just, they became shell-shocked back there. RG3 think, is an
1: example of that.
0: RG3 is an example. That's why, I mean, this team's no good. I, I wouldn't be in such a hurry to take no. Mike Glennon out. You know, I think I would be – I'd let Mitch Stravinsky sit there and watch a little bit and see what's see what's what, Let learn how to be a pro, learn how to practice, learn how to go through the week. And without getting thrown in there against a team like the Steelers on on well on a you know it's just to me it's not he, worth it.
1: Fox will you know Fox has been incredibly stubborn. It's almost like the the more they yell for him, like the less likely Fox is to ever put him in. Um yeah. But that's an organizational decision, right? And when Fox realizes that his gig is just about up, and the only thing he can sell is the hope with the young kid, that's when he's going to be in the game. I'll tell you a story uh, like that, and it was with John gruden and if you remember i think it was the 0-4 season um they got off to an 0-4 start or something like that it was horrific they had no receivers i mean i think tim brown who i could beat in a foot race at that point was like their (laughs) number one i think galloway blew a hammy in the first game it was awful and you know brad is a you know get the ball out of your hand you know anticipate throws guys and they had nobody that could get open so he goes 0 four And Gruden's going to make a quarterback change, and he calls Brad in, and he tells him, of course, you know, the Bull's not happy, but what can he say? And John asks him, you know, should I go to Greasy or Chris Sims? And Brad says, well, if you want to win now, if you want your best chance to win, you go to Greasy. If you're trying to save your job, you go to Chris Sims. So he went to Chris Sims. (laughs) 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 And and Chris – so they're playing. They play the New Orleans Saints, and I don't even remember uh, was it Stucy, that played at right tackle, Todd Stucy, yeah. I think it Todd was. Todd Stucy, yeah. And one of the one of the worst, you know, free agent uh, pickups. Anyway, he was playing right tackle, and of course Chris is left handed, right. So, so it's his that's blind his side. Blind, side. The blind side. his blind side, yeah. So the first quarter goes by, and, and you know Chris kind of moves the team. They don't really get in red zone. They collapse and whatever. He puts up a field goal. Second quarter comes. And here comes a guy off the edge, destroys Sims. Ball comes out. Sims has a shoulder injury. Greasy plays the rest of the year. <laughs> but I always will remember: if you want to, you know, if you want to win now, you go to the guy that's prepared to play, which was Brian Greasy. If you want to save your job, you go to the young guy. That's when John Fox is going to go to the young guy.
0: Yeah, I think, and I think it'll be later rather than sooner, because I think what you do is. I don't think you bring him in too early (laughs) if you're John Fox because you bring him in now and then all of a sudden he has a really bad year that's like, ugh, we got to – Well, not only that, but, like,
1: what if he just is absolutely horrible and you're going back to Glennon? I mean, what do you do then? Because when you bring him in, it has to be forever. You know what I'm saying? Like, you have to say, this is our guy, he's our franchise, you know, we'll deal Glennon in the offseason or whatever. But you can't can't play him for a couple games and then yank him back out of there. Right, right. A few of the other games: Houston at New
0: England. Uh, are the Pats the Pats? Or are they vulnerable? I mean, they came, they came back in a nice not second. A rookie,
1: game. They're not against a rookie quarterback. Belichick never loses loses to a rookie quarterback, and I I right. love Deshaun Watson, but he's not going to win this game. And we've right. seen we've seen Houston play bad against against lesser teams. You know, good for them they got a win on um, you know uh, when they came back and played that Thursday night. But this is you know this is in New England, right? Yes, uh, and I don't, I don't see any way that the, that Houston doesn't doesn't lose. But are this game the even. are
0: the Pats? Are you? Are do the No, Pats it's not a great. N-
1: oh, they're vulnerable they right are? now, especially on defense. Their front seven is not good. It, right. I mean, they've made so many changes now. You know, Belichick kind of has a way of of getting guys just to do their job. So they're going to get it fixed. I don't know how soon, but he'll he'll work his butt off to get it fixed. And I I think look, not having Edelman is a big deal for Brady, isn't it?
0: Absolutely, yeah. And that's got yeah, to be
1: huge. And Gronk, to me, even though he scored a couple I mean, touchdowns, he's beat just up again. Looks like an old man. You know yeah. what I mean? He kind of the way he moves, and and you know, with all the, you know, wearing mattresses on his arm and stuff like that. He just, <laughs> he just looks old.
0: But just get your, just retire and get your MTV show or whatever you're gonna do from now on. Growing up, Gronk or
1: whatever it is, grow, yeah. or Beach
0: House Gronk or whatever. I'll watch any. I'll, <laughs> I'll watch it i am definitely yeah, watch it. Kronk and, and the Kardashians.
1: Yeah. Exactly.
0: Oh, yeah. sign me up. I'll, I'll all day long. I'll yeah. watch that. You know, I never would have thought I would have included this game in a list of games we talk about, Rick. Cleveland at Indianapolis, and the only reason I am is because Cleveland is favored in a game for the first time since like <laughs> Sam Rattigliano was the head coach. It was, Brian Sipe at quarterback. <laughs> <Brian's> <laughs> fair, Fair Hooker was a wide, No, seriously, I think it's the first time since 2015 that they've been favored in a game, which goes to show you just how far Indianapolis. Our buddy Stephen Holder covering that team. I um, know oh, it's a it's a bad football team.
1: What's the deal now? You know Cam Newton had the same surgery and he's back playing, and Andrew Luck—they're like not even talking about anymore.
0: That's scary um, stuff. If you're in, it Indiana really
1: Davis. is. I mean, because this it is about to
0: be a lost year here in a minute.
1: I mean, they took Jacoby Brissett. You remember him at Florida, right? Yeah. He played one game for New England, I think, last year when Brady was That's suspended, right. and um, and the guy came in and the dude was there three days, and 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 now he's the starter. You know. <laughs> I mean that's that's shows how bad that they are. But uh you know, Chuck Pagano I would say is gonna get fired, but I don't think I don't think Ursay's ever fired a coach during or during the season. And I think Pagano's job is to just to take shrapnel uh until they can have another draft um yeah. and, and until luck comes back and then they gotta go hire a coach, you know. Um, so that Indianapolis, I mean, but, but do you believe in the Browns? Do you really think the Browns can get it done?
0: No, actually, no, I think Indianapolis wins this game. (laughs) 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 Cleveland's favored to win, but I think Indianapolis somehow finds a way because it's Cleveland and it's on the road. I just don't think they, although I, you know, I saw them play a little bit against the Steelers and they're probably, they're not as bad as I thought they were. They're, they're not a bad, they're not a horrible football team, Cleveland. They're a little bit, they're not a good football team, but I—I I mean, they'll—they'll they'll win a few games this year, and maybe this is a game they should win. But yeah. they're not—they're get—they're on the right track. I'll tell you who's awful is the Jets. They play oh. Miami. They're not, the Jets might be the worst team in football. Well, they're but trying to ask, be. They, I, I mean, ask, they would well, they be are, proud yeah. for you
1: to say that. I mean, that's the whole goal of the season. You know that, right?
0: Well, it seems that way. Yeah, they're tanking, and who—I mean, I don't even know who they would—who they're going to go after. Well,
1: Buffalo's uh, trying to tank with them. <laughs> Buffalo's getting rid of everybody they can too. It, it's like. You know, it's two guys throwing, you know, their beds out into the middle of the street. I mean, it's like your neighbors just trying to do, you know, right, cleaning right. house stuff. But, um, yeah, that's that's a bad football team. I don't, I don't see, I don't know who they would beat. It's not going to be my the Miami Dolphins. Who I'm are more serious. interested.
0: I'm more interested in in Miami in this game. And, and Jay Cutler, are you a Jay Cutler believer now?
1: I've yeah, always with, liked it. Jeff- you know, I've always thought Jay was a good quarterback. You know, his body language stinks. Um, he could always spin it. I, I, it's unbelievable to me that he was ready to go into the broadcast booth, although apparently he didn't do any work to study to do that job either. <laughs> but he, according to him, he never watched, never did anything. Um, but he, uh, we
0: were to Mike. <laughs> he looks like he'd be a fun guy to hang out with. I, I think I'd like to have beers with. Oh Jacob. heck yeah!
1: Well, he's married to an actress. I mean, he's you could have some swag about him. Well, but
0: he just seems like a guy that doesn't give a crap about anything. I'm like, yeah, I'm what with would that. bother? Let's just hang out. What?
1: He's going to throw hands if somebody gets in his face, you know, and it's like, <laughs> what is he worried about? What, me worry? Exactly. He's, and I kind of like the way he plays that way, you know, I and mean, he's loose. He's having fun. I mean, it looks like, you know, winning is fun, and he's right. back with Adam Gase. Um, he can't be any any kind of shape yet, right? But he's He's, <laughs> was still, he ever? he's still doing enough. <laughs> no. He was never no, in shape. Well, I mean, how really... do we know the
0: difference? That's sort of – And then Kansas City at the L.A. Chargers. Rick, I think the NFL is suddenly – Worried about football in L.A. I'm not sure they can have one team and now they're talking and now they have two. Are you serious? Like this doesn't seem like a good fit.
1: Well, um, it's not. It's it's the greedy owners, you know, taking the relocation fees and and, um, you know, just it's it's Jerry Jones. I really believe that they should be in, you know, in L.A. because San Diego had all this time to get a stadium. And it's true. We went to San Diego. What was it last year? That yes. place that place Gee, needs to be torn room. down. That was awful. I mean, it's nineteen seventy, okay? That's who the hands are. The food
0: they served, by the way, was from nineteen seventy. Oh. <laughs> you, you know, I'm not it.
1: a big I'm not a big uh, Mexican uh connoisseur of is right. that what you call Mexican food? I, right? yeah, I believe that's, that's what, what they is. served
0: that day, yeah. Is, it was like yeah. tacos and it was unrecognizable.
1: It just but you, re, ta- you
0: refused to eat it. You had I rich crackers
1: for lunch. No, you wouldn't. I I wouldn't and I was starving, by the way. Absolutely starving that night. I had some of the velvet cake. Like, what a combination. Oh, that velvet cake was Mexican awesome. Mexican food and velvet cake. You know, I've always said you can't get a good velvet cake in press boxes anymore. Taco what, Bell man. should, have, should velvet. have velvet cake. Red velvet. You know what I mean? That's like Santa suit, isn't it? Are you a red velvet cake? A little white, on, a little white icing on it. Like so you're
0: happy they're out of San Diego. You're glad they're back at L.A.
1: No, I love San Diego. I, I hated the stadium. I understand yeah, the why they so. moved. The stadium's a dump, but it's horrible that they la- Are you kidding me? You think I want to trade San Diego for L.A.? Ever?
0: I like L.A. I'm an L.A. You guy. do?
1: Compared yeah, to San Diego, I'm- though? San
0: Diego's not. I wouldn't mind going to both. I don't think there should be two teams in L.A. and none in San Diego. I don't know how this is all going to work out, Rick, but the plan is for Oakland to move to Las Vegas and have two teams in Los Angeles. And I'm telling you, in five years, that's not going to be the way it is. I don't know how it's going to work out. I don't know how the shifts are going to work, but either Oakland's still going to have it, maybe San, maybe the L.A. Chargers move to Oakland. I no, just, no, no. I don't see – I mean, there's clearly going to be a team in Vegas, but I don't, I don't know how it's going to work out, but I don't think there's going to be – the Raiders are going to be in Vegas, and both of those teams still in L.A. Something's well, going to change about that. I don't know.
1: Why. I think the Raiders are definitely going to Vegas. I don't it think would there's seem. any question about that. That deal is signed, sealed, and all but delivered. I don't know. I don't know what they'll do with with the Chargers. L.A. didn't want. There was a debate as to whether they wanted one team back. They sure as hell didn't want two. Right. Um, and that's obvious. Look, the NFL. We can we can have a show about this here one day, but I really believe the NFL is, is begun who kill the goose, and 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 it's just it and it and it all permeates from one thing, greed, you know. And Gordon Gecko isn't always right about that. Greed, for lack of a better word, is good. They have just gone nuts to make one more dollar. And Mark I, Cuban was all over this. Mark Cuban, he's pigs right that Hogs get
0: slaughtered. Right.
1: There you go, and I, I think we're starting to see it. I mean, it, it's as plain as, you know, Roger Goodell's nose, my buddy RG. But <laughs> I just I just think that they they've they've over overexposed the product. Um, you know, somebody said the other day, and I'm not I'm not totally. You know, the success of the league is is based a lot on gambling and fantasy football added to that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but the investment they're asking even fantasy players to make on a Thursday night, on a Monday night, on a Sunday night, on Sunday, is a lot. And I think one day what you'll see is when they the, – the stadiums get really small, and at some point they'll probably allow, you know, sports betting in the stadium. It'd be like yes. going to a hard rock casino or something. You know what I mean? Like well, I you think can it'd be like
0: to – It'll be going like to the dog track where you could bet right on the play. exactly. You Parimutals. could bet by the quarter and by the play exactly. and by the by the. That's player. what I
1: think. I think it's going to become like you know like that. I do. I, I don't know how else you get people in there. You know what I mean? Like you have to have something exclusive that they can do, besides watch the damn game. And most of the people have you noticed they built these stadiums right and they have these phenomenal club seats right in these lounges. You know what I would do if I went to one of those games, especially in September in Tampa stay in the air conditioning the whole time, watch right, it absolutely. on TV. Sure. Why am I going out to sit in the seat and roast my butt off? I've got, so people are going to the stadium and essentially having the same party they could have in their bonus room, you know, but mm-hmm. for a hell of a lot more money. Um, I, I, you know, because you look in the stands and even if, you know, even though those seats are sold and they're not, there's nobody in them, you know, so so now you're losing the atmosphere because no one's going to the games. Right, you know, when was the last time you? And it's not just Tampa, right? I mean, the Bucks no, have that thing with, but when was the last time you went to a game and it was like, wow, this atmosphere is incredible. This is a big time NFL game. No, you you mentioned you
0: mentioned it the other day. It, it, you only get that now in college. You only get that feeling yes. when you go to a college football game. When you go to a pro game, and we're gonna we've been to Dallas. You and I went to Dallas last year. Spectacular stadium. Uh, Ninety thousand. I, I was I was in a new stadium in Atlanta for the uh, for the Alabama Florida Stadium. Oh, you saw that, that stadium already. That, that that stadium is spectacular. It's spectacular, it? but it's still not as comfortable as my house. And it's uh, we're gonna see a great stadium this Sunday. You and I will be in Minnesota, yeah. and apparently this. Thing is spectacular, but it's that's what they have to do in order to get people to to come into these games. So yeah, I, you're absolutely right about that. Some of the other games uh, in the NFL, nothing really jumps. Cincinnati at Green Bay, Denver at Buffalo, Baltimore is a ja- or actually Jacksonville and Baltimore playing in London, which by the way, I'm done with that. Forget just enough with the London. Well, games.
1: Jacksonville, I've been saying this for years. I wish everybody. No, I'm glad this is on tape. We should save it forever. But the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to end up in London. By 2022, I think.
0: Wow. So within the next five, six years.
1: Yep. Wow. And, be, and they'll, play,
0: they'll do the thing where they play. Will they have a base here keep, like Jacksonville? They'll keep,
1: yeah, they'll keep the facility in Jacksonville. They'll they'll come over here and play a couple games. They'll they'll train here because you have to have a place in the States. Right. And then everybody will go over there. I mean, you only need. Look, There, how many games are they playing in London now? Five?
0: I think so. I think that's Four or right.
1: five? Yep. You only got to play eight, and you got a team. There right? you go.
0: Mm-hmm. So almost um, there Oakland at Washington and then Seattle at ten- Seattle Tennessee that's an interesting game
1: uh it's a good I, game but I, I you know Seattle's offensive line is horrific and that you know that team's starting to fracture because the defense realizes I think they said this week well you know it's on us what's well, always been on you right but um you know Russell Wilson has no help and he's running around getting crushed I I, I think we're starting to see the the uh, eroding of that of that franchise a little bit,
0: wow, that's something I wouldn't have thought that of like three years ago. If it might not be me. this
1: year. I mean, they could still win that division because it's not, you know, who's going to win the division, right? San Francisco, yeah, because yeah, nobody else. Maybe is the Rams, good there. you know. Yeah. But um,
0: but I, would... I boy, I wouldn't have thought that because about three years ago, if it, mm-hmm. three years ago, maybe maybe a little bit further. Let's go back five years. If you told me five years, who are going to be two of the the great franchises in the NFL over the next decade, I would have said the Seattle Seahawks and the San Francisco 49ers. But with you know Kaepernick was still, you know, he was yeah. still a player and Russell Wilson had been to a super couple of Super Bowls and I wouldn't mm-hmm. have thought already that boy San Francisco's a mess. John Lynch trying to fix that and yeah. and they have no quarterback and then and then Seattle starting to start to see cracks there. Uh Monday mm-hmm. night game, we could talk about on Monday Dallas is at Arizona. I think it's a bad year for Dallas, I'm telling you right now. 9 and 7 Eight and eight, seven and nine. Wow. Wow. That's where I see them going. I, I got a feeling about it. I think Philadelphia wins that division. I, I just, there's something about uh, Dallas I don't like. And I don't know if it's Prescott taking a step back or Elliott taking a step back. There's just something doesn't feel, it feels well. like a season it could be trouble.
1: They Got crushed by Denver, but, but I really think that says more <laughs> about Denver than it says about. That's not who well, we it are. Well, could be.
0: They ended up going twelve and four, and I look like a yeah. fool here. Uh, no, a but a-
1: Arizona is not a you know a rock solid uh, franchise either, and no. I'm still you know waiting for their quarterback just to you know get too old to play Carson Palmer. But they're at home, so yeah, it could be could be a dangerous game for the Cowboys. So that's the week in the NFL.
0: Let's talk just a little bit of college football, Rick, before we go here. USF wins their game against um, Temple pretty easily, 43-7, to 7, I think was the I final. I told you.
1: They got the swag back.
0: They don't, though. That was an awful first half. T- Temple might be the worst football team I've seen since I saw Florida a week ago. But they offensively, that team can't do anything. They couldn't do anything. Right. They came out in the fourth quarter, or second half, came out in the third quarter, with I think their first four plays. Four plays were a run for no game, a fumble, an interception, and then another fumble, or maybe it was two interceptions and a fumble. But three turnovers on their first four plays. Yeah,
1: quarterback didn't have a good day.
0: I'm telling you, they had, and they threw a bunch of quarterbacks in there. I'm telling you, Rick, this USF team keeps screwing around with these slow starts against bad teams. Sooner or later, it's going to catch up to them. They're going to hit somebody, whether it's a Houston or a, a Cincinnati or somebody that's just not completely inept. And you know, I think they're going to they're going to get caught.
1: I don't think there's a team on that schedule that they even if they screw around that they can't beat. I don't know I who don't it would know. be. I just get, don't think you can do this every
0: week. I don't think you can well, do this every week.
1: I mean, you know, teams do do it every week though. I said do do babe. Um, that's what Madden <laughs> used to say when he would say that. They, they 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 it happens. And I know what you're saying, but it's college football, and sooner or later. You you would think that it would it would get them, but you have to play a good team to have that happen against. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't. Yeah, yeah. Whoever they fall behind, I don't think they're they're incapable of just rolling over them and beating them 45. They could be down 10 nothing, and then they beat them 45 to, to you know 14 or, or what well, couldn't do that, but you know 45 to 17. I, I just like though I look and I'm seeing, like San Jose State
0: awful, Stony Brook awful, but Illinois that's awful. Temple that's awful. It's in the past though.
1: <laughs> but they beat I'm you, two they, Division they... One teams, right? They beat a team in their conference. They beat a Division One team. I know Illinois is young and all that, and lovely coaches. No lead don't go leading the think, charge, Tom. I don't.
0: I don't is think those are even. <laughs> those those teams would have trouble winning games in the MAC. Both of them. It's it's not good. But football.
1: who? But I mean, again, show me the team in that conference that's going to give them all. I just all don't think but you you out.
0: play like this against UCF. You're in trouble. You play like this against. It's the last game uh, of the year.
1: At that Houston. point, they're
0: 11-0. <laughs> it's the first time they've been <laughs> 4-0 in a bunch of years. So I, they, But they better get their act together. I'll tell you who's going down this week. The Gators are going down at Kentucky. I'm telling you, the God. streak ends here. Come 30 on. years, I think it's been, Kentucky wins this game. And you know what I heard today? I was, Paul Feinbaum had uh, the guy, the Kentucky sports radio guy, Matt Jones, I think his name is. And he said, this is the biggest game at, in Lexington that he can never remember. And he said, if you gave Kentucky fans a choice right now, they could beat Alabama or they could beat Florida. Every Kentucky fan would say, you know what? We would rather beat Florida because that, that rivalry, that, that streak what? of losing 30 in a row.
1: Has, Anything but a rivalry, but okay. The streak I'll give you.
0: That's true. Yeah. That's what I say. I should change <laughs> rivalry to streak, but just that, just getting clubbed by Florida for the last 30 years, has given given it's a this is going to be a big deal in kentucky and i think florida goes down
1: i i think you're wrong i don't know how you're wrong it might take another you know hail mary that's not the hail mary
0: and i picked florida to beat tennessee by the way just for the record so it's not like it's not an anti-florida thing the reason i did that though is because butch jones i knew butch jones was i mean is
1: kentucky supposed to be really are they any good they're okay they're they're
0: better yeah they're they're better they, they're not. You just have no not,
1: faith in Florida or. McElroy. I don't,
0: none at all, none at all. I think they go in there and they score less than. So what? It, so so, so if they
1: lose points. to Kentucky and they damn near lost to Tennessee, what makes you think yeah. that he has a chance of of keeping his job this year? I don't. I'm, other than the fact that they own a ton of money, but they
0: lose this game here, Rick, and I'm telling you, you're looking at maybe a three win season, three or four Come on, wins at the really? tops. I don't know who they're going to beat. You're not going to beat You're not going to be Georgia. You're, not. you're you're not going to beat South Carolina. You're not. Uh, you you're could not gonna beat be,
1: South Carolina.
0: You could beat LSU at home because LSU is bad, but or not as good as we thought. I shouldn't say bad, but uh, I, whatever it is, I'm telling you, this weekend they go to 0 and three or one and one and two. I guess it'll be, they should be 0 and three. Um, Goodness. They they lose they lose to Kentucky. NC State's a Florida State. Florida State finds a way. That defense is so good. Thor NC State doesn't get double digits in points. I'm pretty sure. So uh, I think do you think? I watched that. Team I mean, play they Alabama.
1: Beat, they beat South Carolina. Nancy State beat South Carolina. They gave up way too many points to Marshall, and they beat Furman. This Ryan Finney Finley at quarterback, it's not I, bad.
0: I'm telling you, but I watched this Florida State team put in bad spots. This defense was put in bad spots against Alabama and kept Gee. Alabama kicking field goals instead right. of scoring but, touchdowns. But
1: you don't know who, the, you don't know what. I mean, we know anything about the quarterback that's going to play and how many times he's going to turn it over.
0: No, no, but that I mean, defensively. I'm just saying, Florida State won't give up. The defense is great, but I think I they'll score. The defense will score. Will they a touchdown score enough for them. points. Okay, they'll score enough. They'll score enough. Because I'm telling you, and all that game have to is, do that is, is
1: at Florida State.
0: Yeah, Tallahassee. All they yeah. all they have to do is score a touchdown and a field goal offensively, okay. and okay. they'll win that game. So, all I'm right. Taking, uh, the big game, I guess, is TCU at Oklahoma State. They're, the over-under, I don't know what the over-under is. I'd put it probably at about 160 because <laughs> I think these teams are just going to go crazy. But I think Oklahoma State's really good.
1: Yeah, they are. And Mason Rudolph is the Heisman Trophy candidate. He destroyed your Pitt Panthers the other day. He threw for five. And I guess they're not your They had Pitt four
0: Panthers. guys. Well, no. But they threw, it's okay that you say that. They threw for five, he threw for like nearly 500 yards. They had four receivers with 100 yards receiving. Think about that. In one game. Four receivers right. with 100 yards receiving. Too so simple to
1: say that the winner of this game will play Oklahoma for the championship.
0: No, not too simple at all. That's that is. I'm way. That's all I care about in that conference. I just want to see Oklahoma and Oklahoma State, and they could play a bet. You know what? Keep, forget the rest of the teams. Have them play a best of three, and right. I'll watch them three weeks in a row, and whoever wins that, uh, right. those best of three wins the conference. Um, uh, Mississippi State two bulldogs. I'm taking the Bulldogs in this game. Mississippi State and Georgia. So, ooh, upset alert. No, both are bulldogs actually. Uh, so oh, I I'll take. You. I got Georgia at home. I got Georgia at home. I think Georgia. Wins Georgia, Georgia at Georgia's home. Gonna, Georgia's going to win the SEC East. They're the best.
1: They're the they're SEC. really good. Um, I would uh, the quarterback thing. I guess we're going to start uh, Jake Fromm third straight game. Although Easton, the guy that started the first one, is starting to practice, but he's not going to. He's not. Gonna, I don't know if he'll play in this game. Let me just say, Mississippi State. You know, we were talking about like what? Who would you get to replace? You know, if, if Florida lost their yes. coach, How about Dan yes. Mullen.
0: Everybody loves Dan Mullen. He's like the hottest. They were talking about him on the USF game on Thursday night about how, after the Sabins and the Myers and whoever else you want to throw Jimbo Fisher's, that he's in that next level, the top of that next level, that he could coach anywhere in the country. Davos Sweeney, I guess, you would put in the elite category now. But they people love Dan Mullen. They think he's a great well, coach.
1: I mean, a three and O, right? They got the number one mm-hmm. offense, number one defense in the SEC. They throttled Ed Orgeron LSU. <laughs> um, Nick Fitzgerald um, playing okay as a quarterback. I, I like Mississippi State. I mean, they seem to be on a roll. That maybe this is their year. Maybe they go into Georgia and do Georgia. Their quarterback, I guess, is from Georgia. So that'll right. be interesting, him going back home. But I don't know. Uh, the Bulldogs, it's between the hedges. You like the Bulldogs, but I like, I like the, the Bulldogs. I,
0: I like Georgia. I like Georgia yeah, a lot. like Georgia? Okay. And just a, just a couple of more games here, Rick, in the SEC. Alabama at Vanderbilt. And I don't I think we both pick Alabama to win this game. The question yeah. I have for you is do you ever see Alabama losing a game like this? It seems like the only teams that can beat Alabama mm-hmm. are teams ranked in the top five and it's it's for a championship somewhere. I don't it'd be really i really hard. I can't see Bama ever stumbling in a game home or road where yeah. they're like a double digit favorite.
1: You know, you know what it'd be akin to and they're similar in the way they prepare their teams, I guess, at their own levels. It would be like the Patriots going and losing to the Browns. Right. You know what I mean? Like you just wouldn't expect your team to be ill-prepared. And I don't think Saban's ever going to I don't think Nick Saban's teams and as deep as they are ever going to find themselves in a scramble like that, you know, against an against a bad opponent. Right. So no.
0: Let's talk about your team and my team. Your team, both Big 10 teams, Michigan at Purdue. I think Michigan's okay, but Purdue look out. They're a little sneaky. I think though I think Michigan wins wins that game.
1: Michigan has struggled. I've not been impressed with them at all for whatever reason. I mean, they're winning, but and I don't like the quarterback. Uh, Purdue, Jeff, I guess Jeff Braun. Remember Jeff Braun played for the 49ers for a while? He's yes. now their head coach there. He's doing a good job. They pounded Missouri. Um, their quarterback's good, but I, I, I'm not going to be a believer in Purdue until they put in Griffin Allstott at quarterback. Griffin Allstott, so that's right. I think Michigan wins but the speed uh the quarterback Michigan's not playing well. Jimmy does not have them really going. They're winning games but they're not they're struggling too. I mean that every week's a struggle for them. I, I picked
0: I pick Penn State to beat Iowa, but I'm telling you this is a sneaky game. I'm telling ah, you this on, game is going to be on, closer within 10. It'll be within 10 and Iowa I'm telling you Iowa will have the ball in the in the fourth quarter with a chance to take the lead. Not That's my gut feeling. And not the reason is is because Penn State, they've had three home games. They've beaten the tar out of everybody. I think it's going to be on the road. It's a Saturday night. I never thought – I didn't think Michigan would lose to Iowa last year. Iowa has one game a year they get up for. It. This might be it. I just think this game is going to be closer than true. the experts think.
1: <laughs> not so fast, my friend. <laughs> it's it's true that they're not Pitt or Akron. Uh, right. so or Penn Georgia State, has, State. Or Georgia State. However, um, Iowa needed overtime to beat Iowa State, which is not a good team. That's true. You know, they have a very young quarterback. Uh, this, uh, what is it, Nate Stanley kid. I just think that the never expect an inferior team. I know college is emotional and all that, but Penn State's a monster. They're a monster. They're, They're pretty a monster. Good. They in got the Big that 10. kid,
0: Saquon Barkley, might, oh, might be the player best player in the nation. Might be the best player in the country, yeah.
1: I think he wins a Heisman this year. I think both those quarterbacks cancel each other out, and he wins a Heisman. He's he's a
0: special player. He's going to be. And he be might the, be a top pick. He or a top he, five pick. He'll be
1: after year. the quarterbacks. He'll be yes. the first player taken in the draft. Yeah. So whichever quarterbacks well, come up.
0: I'm excited. I'm excited to head up to Minnesota. You're going up Saturday. I'm going up Friday. So I'll get the That's place right. warmed up. I'll get the place warmed up for you, and we will be uh, we will be coming to you live or not live, but we will record our podcast. Uh, in time to be up Monday morning, so yep. you want to be able to tune in for that, and we'll give you the latest on the uh, Bucks vikings game.
1: Yep. I,
0: got the Vi- I got the Bucks winning. Rick's got the Bucks winning. And uh, any final thoughts before we uh, head up to Minnesota?
1: Well, it's been a great first week. I know we've gotten a lot of feedback from people listening to the podcast, a lot of our listeners uh, from our, our radio show days, and, and just uh, thank everybody. You know, they can get it everywhere. It's on iTunes now. I know a lot of people use that to download and, and subscribe. Uh, listen to podcasts whenever you can, um, but we're up early a, in the morning.
0: And Steve Verstick our producer, thanks Tim. We he put up, he has created a Twitter page. I think it's Rick Tom Podcast. I believe. Follow us, subscribe to the podcast, and tell your friends about it. Retweet us, and uh, you can find us again: iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, all that stuff, SoundCloud, TampaBay dot com. But uh, give us, uh, give us. Uh, a few minutes every day, and we'll give you the best in Tampa Bay sports. So, have a great weekend, everybody, and we'll talk to you from Minnesota first thing Monday morning.
1: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, Hello Fresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm, Hello Fresh